Hello. Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on, dude? Not much. So we are recording. So everybody, welcome to the 10th Inning Gaming Podcast. First and foremost, I want to apologize for it being a little while uh, since we updated. It's uh, It's been a hectic uh, new year. <laughs> At That's least to start. Thing, Right. Um, <laughs> one announcement I want to make is uh, Jordan, who joined me for last episode, is going to be our permanent co-host. So welcome aboard, Jordan, my dude. Thank you for having me, brother. I'm glad we were able to have the conversation to make it a permanent thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we are doing it remotely. We are currently having a winter storm again. It, it's like the second one in the past two weeks here in the Northeast. Um, but exciting topic that we wanted to talk about right away, but we just haven't had the chance. And uh, we wanted to do a Spider-Man No Way Home spoiler cast. Only a month late, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. And I think at this point, everybody has already seen it. Like, you know, where we've seen just, it or they like, know about what's happened in it. Exactly. So we don't have to worry about, like, you know, putting spoiler warnings all over the podcast or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, you said it right at the beginning that uh, this is a spoiler, so yeah. if people are listening and like they didn't catch on to it and they still don't want to know, they should probably uh, leave within a few seconds. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, so I, I can't blame you on that one. But um, let's jump right into it. Um, I, I got to just go out and say, I, I, and I don't know about you, Jordan, but I saw it three times. I saw it twice. Uh, you saw it twice. So I saw it twice opening weekend, and then I saw it a third time a week later. I had to, you know, give it a little bit of a break. But I, I got to say, all three times that I watched it, it was just such an amazing movie. Everyone was still engaged, clapped, cried, all everything. <laughs> Probably one um, of the better Marvel movies, in my opinion. I have to agree. Um, with me, it like, you know, the – my favorite solo Marvel movie of all time was always for me, Black Panther. But okay. after, after watching this, it, it beat it by a mile. Um, it was just an amazing movie. I, I can't wait till we dive into it. I um, say it's, it's probably top three for me. Top three. Top three. I, I think still, I don't know. I always have a hard time deciding my favorite, because it's either, uh, the Winter Soldier or uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Yeah. yeah. I, I can never decide which of those are my favorite. It always balances back between one and two, but No Way Home is definitely in my top three. Yeah, I, I would say that um, Winter Soldier is in my top three, too. Like, um, for me, it's it's No Way Home, uh, Black Panther, Winter Soldier. I, I, I just don't think, uh, when it comes to Winter Soldier as a, a movie that has almost everything, it, it's almost something that can't be beat for a Captain America movie. It's it's no. one of the best ones. No, absolutely. Did. Um, but all right, jumping into it, I know we're, we're just going to, or at least me, um, I, I kind of want to start from the beginning and then go along till you know, the, the big happenings of the movie. What happened? Um, what happened in this movie? I know, right? Well, what are you? What are we talking about? Um, he didn't go home, obviously. <laughs> um, at least for me, like when when the movie starts, obviously it starts right where the second one left off, 
you know, J. Jonah Jameson revealing that Peter Parker, well, not J. Jonah Jameson, but um, Mysterio pretty much putting out the video that Peter is Spidey. And then, you know, making everyone believe that he killed friggin' Mysterio. Well, so well that's... Wait, wait. I didn't know we were putting in spoilers for Far From Home, too. <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, at this point, we got it, right? <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, you know, of course, right from there, that's when the movie just, it starts hectic right off the bat. So like, you know, people are already going after him. He has to fly MJ out of there, right back to his home. And, you know, when they get back to, when he gets back to the apartment, you know, that's when Happy and Aunt May are pretty much breaking up. (laughs) It would have been funny Um, to see that relationship on screen, like, but. I don't know. I guess we get time, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it, you know, it, I, I would rather the, the happy relationship with Aunt May rather than the her and Otto Octavius that they did in the comics, which is right. a little weird. <laughs> but that's the thing. We didn't get to see happy be happy. Yeah. We got happy to be sad. We got sad happy. We got sad happy, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, I mean, anyways, after that, you know, we get the whole him trying to live that way i mean he has to get legal counsel because he gets arrested and uh the first really big cameo of the movie uh the return of charlie cox as daredevil which uh, was murdoch which was and and what's crazy is the first time we watched it i I remember you and i like kind of freaking out with the people that we went with but not a lot of people reacted when they first saw him and at least in our first you know going but well, the, maybe, the next maybe day, people just never watched the, the Daredevil Netflix series. Yeah, and I, and I think, and, and what's crazy is the movie itself. And, and I don't know if you saw this article, but after the movie came out, it jump started people watching it on Netflix. Like it just started like climbing the charts of most watched, like like most watched shows a couple of weeks after No Way Home came well, out. You know, now I, I want to say I feel like Netflix at the beginning when they were doing their. Uh, their exclusive shows that they were uh, producing and stuff. I feel like a lot of their shows didn't get a lot of good rep. So a lot of people probably were just like, I, when we're not going to, we're not going to fuck with this, but daredevil and like Punisher and like for Marvel wise are incredible for a Netflix uh, exclusive show. Yeah. I I have to agree. Like if you, if you guys want to watch good Marvel TV content, like, Netflix got you covered, except uh, I will say the Iron Fist is one that you can skip. Iron Fist <laughs> and uh, Defenders. Defenders is pretty much just uh, Daredevil, like season 2.5. Yeah, that's that's what I heard, like fighting the hand and, you know, zombie. Yeah, it's, it, it, they're all there, but it's mainly focused around Daredevil. Yeah, and then they have like that little fight with Iron Fist and pretty much telling him to shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Iron Fist gets like completely shut down in that entire i am the immortal iron fist we get it yeah we, we get it Danny Take a shot every time it. you hear that you'll be drunk before the fucking first episode's over exactly <laughs> um but yeah we, we we get him in an awesome reintroduction an awesome scene where like you know he's telling peter that you know he's he's pretty much in the clear with his legal troubles but you know he's gonna have to deal with it for his everyday life Someone throws a brick through the window and, you know, blind Matt Murdock catches it. And one of the best lines in the movie where, where Peter's like, 
yeah, how did you do that? He's just like, I'm, I'm a really good lawyer, <laughs> which he is. He's freaking amazing. If you watch that show, guys, go and watch Netflix. Um, you know, go and watch the Netflix shows. Those are great. Before I continue, though, I think the week, and I'm not mistaken, that's when we got No Way Home, right when um, Hawkeye ended. And then I, I that... still haven't finished Hawkeye, to be honest with you. Oh, well, then I can't talk about it then. Big, big spoiler alert. Oh, but... wait, are you talking about the, the villain that shows up? Yes. Of course, I know about that. Okay, okay. So then what, what I want to say, that week we were spoiled with, when it comes to Marvel content with Spider-Man and Hawkeye, but then, you know, Daredevil, like, interconnecting, like, you know, he's in New York, you know, Hawkeye just happened. Well, Hawkeye was going to take place by the end of um, No Way Home, but, you know, we did get the reintroduction of Kingpin, um, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, which was amazing, um, and it's the same way, like, it's the same Kingpin from the Netflix shows. So it's Marvel finally made the Netflix shows canon. It's one of those things that everybody wondered if that was going to happen or if it was even canon to begin with. But it looks like they went ahead and did that, which is awesome. But that's just a side note. <laughs> um, from there, we get Peter kind of, you know, dealing with going to school and his friends getting mobbed, um, you know, with everyone wanting to know, like, what's going on with him as Spider-Man. Half of the people kind of support him. Half the people hate him because they think he killed Mysterio. J. Jonah Jameson is pretty much, you know, destroying him in media as, you know, as he does. You're forgetting <laughs> one major point. Oh, go ahead. This is why you're here. Go ahead. Flash Thompson's <laughs> best-selling book, Flashpoint. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> of course. Gee, uh, what, what reference is that going on right now? I know, now? right? What's, what's <laughs> happening there? <laughs> Flash Thompson writes a book, you know, because he's totally Peter Parker's best friend in the movie, right? And um, pretty much it's called Flashpoint, which is, you know, Marvel's little wink-wink to the everyone's favorite DC comic <laughs> run, uh, Flashpoint. <laughs> which nice little Easter egg. Like yeah, nice little Easter egg. I like that they did that. You know, they did the little acknowledgement. I thought that was pretty cool. Um. But, you know, a little bit of a flash forward. We get, we get some comedic little, you know, jabs here and there when he gets into the school. You know, one of his teachers, they, they, make, they make a mural of him and all this stuff. But basically, but all three of them basically have different opinions on him. Exactly. Right? There's, like, I think... Um, Hannibal Beerus uh, hates him. Yeah, like, like Hannibal Beerus is like, nah, nah, you, you did it. We, we all know you did it. You're bad. <laughs> and uh, the, what was it? The, the chaperone that was with him uh, in uh, Far From Home was like like worshiping him because he made the mural and all that because Hannibal like calls him out. He's like, nah, you did that. You you made that. Like the students didn't make that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was like you know a couple of comedic jabs, but like just getting into the the meat of it, like he MJ and you know Ned, they all want to go to MIT together, and like you know they all apply. And they do end up, like, applying to backup schools that they want to get into as well. But, you know, letter after letter, they're getting rejected. Um, and they finally get the MIT letter, and they get rejected. And the reason why they get rejected is because they're friends with Peter Parker. 
And um, the deal there is, you know, Peter Parker, you know, feels awful. You know, his girlfriend and his best friend cannot get into college because he's Spider-Man and because they know that he's Spider-Man. So, of course, this is where, you know, everything starts. He, like, goes to Doctor Strange to see if he can, you know, see if people can just forget that he's Spider-Man. Which is the funniest thing. One one thing being, and I just want to point it out, we find out that Doctor Strange is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. Because mm-hmm. uh, he was blipped. So, on a technicality, Wong became the Sorcerer Supreme. And I'm sorry, but I love this version of Wong. <laughs> in almost everything that he cameos in, he's just a person that dips out of nowhere. He's like, oh yeah, I want nothing to do with it, and just fucking leaves. <laughs> he's gonna start up the, the, the Wong cinematic universe. Oh, dude, I love I love Wong. Wong is he's an incredible tra- character. He really is. He's training... He's good comedic yeah. relief. Oh my god, he's, he's perfect. You know, as if in Shang-Chi, he's training Abomination, then recruits Shang-Chi into the new Avengers, and now just the Sorcerer Supreme, which is awesome. <laughs> Um, pretty much, he he wants nothing to do with the spell that. Which, which gonna... side note, kind of ties into uh, Wandavision too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. For those who don't didn't pick up on uh, who is it that says it that she's currently stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme? It was um, Agatha. Which would be Agatha, Agatha point, Would be Wong, not yeah. Doctor Strange. So. Exactly. Yes. And I, I like that you pointed that out because everyone's like, oh, you're you're stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. And they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, she's stronger than Doctor Strange. What's going on here? And you find out where she's talking about the current Sorcerer Supreme, which is Wong. Mm-hmm. Because Wong did not get blipped and he became the Sorcerer Supreme, with, which that is a good point. Which is That's a good thing. Yes. Because, yeah, because a lot of people didn't really pick up on that. So that's that's really good. Um, so then, pretty much, Doctor Strange agrees to do the the spell for Peter to have everyone forget that he's Spider Man. Um, Peter then gets a, a bit nervous because he wants you know his best friend Aunt May happy to know that he's still Spider Man because you know he that they're his loved ones. But he keeps on adding to it. He's like, hey, what about MJ? What about Ned? What about Aunt May? And all these people, while Strange is doing the spell, and he's like, stop. You know, you're going to ruin the spell. Ends up ruining the spell. (laughs) Uh, Strange has to contain it and pretty much, you know, tells him, like, you know, I'm sorry they couldn't get into college. The the funniest thing, and he's like, you know, I'm sorry that even after you called them, they wouldn't let them in. He's like, wait, you can call? And Strange is like, you came all this way and you didn't call the college? It just kicks him out. <laughs> just kicks Peter out. And I'm like, oh my God. So, you know, Peter then calls his best friend Flash uh, to try to see if one of the recruiters for MIT was still at this mixer that Flash said he was going to. And he's like, no, she just left. She's, you know, on the highway somewhere. So Peter goes to the traffic jammed highway, sees the car that she's in. You know, pretty much is trying to convince her, like, hey, don't be dumb like me in, in a funny moment. Don't be dumb and, like you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you're saying MIT is dumb? And he's like, no, no, no. Don't let MIT be dumb like I'm dumb. 
<laughs> but um, then, you know, epic moment. And I, I love every minute of this. You know, we get the little spider sense like sound. Uh, and the Peter little tingle. Peter Tingle. Oh, excuse me, the Peter Tingle. Forgot about that. <laughs> Peter Tingle. Yep, the Peter Tingle. And um, we get the funniest, well, not the funniest, we get like the, the little epic tease of the the theme song for Spider-Man Doc 2's Doc Ock. And that's who shows up. Octavius shows up, pretty much confronts Peter, um, asking him where his machine is. At this point, I mean, they explain it later in the movie, but you have to figure it out by now that when he was transported to this current MCU universe, um, it's right before he died. So like his machine, well, not right before he died, but probably right before he, you know, took control back from his tentacles to, you know, pretty much destroy his machine and his well, movie. Well, no, he, uh, he, 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 he's his, well, right. So the tentacles still had control of him when he poured it over. Yeah, but yeah, um, exactly. That at first that part kept on confusing me in the movie, like mm-hmm. when um he was like, "Oh, return machine, return my machine." It made me think at first like uh, like, you know, maybe the other Spider Man did something with it back in the uh in his universe. So mm-hmm. that had me confused for a minute, but then I just came to the realization that like maybe he was just uh when he was ported over into Tom Holland's universe, he went to try to go where his machine was and it just wasn't there. That, that could be a possibility too. There's a lot of technicalities and a lot of like little plot holes, like in the movie. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to one later that really still bugs me. Um, but yeah, they have a little fight, you know, on the highway and, and, and one of the best, I mean, the, this movie had like really good fight scenes. Um, and again, that one with, you know, Doc Ock, he pretty much starts throwing anything he can at Peter, starts, you know, destroying cars, Peter saving people, he ends up saving the recruiter for MIT. And um, when Doc Ock finally gets a hold of Peter, he's about to stab him. But Peter kind of like reinforces his nanotech armor to like, you know, jam the the knife pretty much from the tentacle that's going to stab him. But then the... And I thought, see, we, you and I were kind of, you know, theorizing on this, like, what, what the hell happened to Doc Ock's tentacles that they're red? And then yep. you called it, actually. You you said you think it's Peter's nanotechnology that takes it over. And that's that exactly or, what happened. Uh, the, uh, I was thinking it, that he somehow harnessed a way to get the nanotechnology. Or uh, we, we also theorized that... Uh, uh, you know, a certain individual breaks into Stark Industries mm-hmm. and is able to get uh, certain Stark technologies for each of the villains that were in the movie. I know that was like another thing we theorized, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I didn't really uh, suspect what was going to happen once the nanites took over the the uh, yeah the arms. Yeah, and I, I didn't expect it either. The the fact that like you know he that Peter's suit pretty much got control of the tentacles, and that's how he pretty much subdued Doctor Octopus. Is just kind of like, yeah, you stay put, 
I'm going to go, you know, save this recruiter. And she pretty much just tells him, like, I'm going to talk to, you know, admissions to get you and your friends in to MIT, which was a cool moment. Then again, Peter Tingle goes off. Uh, and then we get the big reveal that not only Doc Ock had broken into this MCU universe, Norman Osborn, Green Goblin from the first Spider-Man movie shows up. Um, Doc Ock, you know, recognizes him too. And it's like, Norman, like, what the hell? And, you know, throws a pumpkin bomb, you know, destroys stuff. Peter, you know, pretty much gets the hell out of there with Dr. Octopus. <laughs> um, and, well, actually, no, he doesn't get out of there. The, Dr. Strange pretty much portals him back. Portals to, them over right before he's about to get stabbed. Yeah, right before he's about to get stabbed. And uh, he gets to the Sanctum Santorum, which Lizard is already trapped, um, you know, in the basement because, you know, Strange had fought the Lizard. And that's where it's explained that, you know, people started porting into the universe after the spell was was destroyed, which to me, um, I mean, and, and you know this as well, like Loki, you know, pretty much caused the multiverse to like happen in his TV show. Yes. Um, and they had no mention of, of that in this movie. They, they kind of just chopped it up to. Well, maybe strange, spell. maybe strange doesn't know. That, and know. that's the thing, and and we'll get to that with the with the whole after credits because I have a theory about that too. And um, you know, it, it, they pretty much chopped it up to only the people who know that Peter Parker is Spider Man, you know, sh- are showing up. Which then it kind of makes a little bit more sense for one person that showed up that shouldn't have been there. But I think. I, I think I agree oh, with yeah. you that Strange. <laughs> yeah, and I think I, I think I agree with you when it comes to Strange not knowing because that explains it a little bit better. Um, well, remember, even Strange says there's he the the multiverse is a is a concept that uh, few very understand. Yeah, yeah, that no one really knows about pretty much. So that's that's one thing as well. Um. Pretty much they get the explanation like, hey, people, you know, villains from the multiverse who know Peter Spider-Man are breaking in. Um, he tells Strange that, yeah, Norman was one. Obviously, Dr. Octopus, is, he wants some answers. So Strange is like, you got to fix this, kid. So then, you know, he gets Ned and MJ to help out. And, uh, yeah, we're going on this little, like, you know, pretty much a, <laughs> a collect-a-thon of villains, if you will. <laughs> Where Peter has to go. Yeah, it's pretty much what it was. Uh, Peter, you know, then finds, um, you know, he goes out, like, they they try to locate uh, Green Goblin first. Um, But what happens is the place where they think he is, he finds Flint Marco, uh, Sandman, and then he finds Electro. And not only does he find Electro, he finds a new Electro which is still played by Jamie Foxx, who's still apparently the Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man universe, but just with a different look because he... The, I, energy, I from, the energy from that world was allowed yeah. for him to create his own body. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, control the, the electricity better. Exactly, yeah. And, and, and I like that explanation. Um, and I like that that's what they use to not make him blue. Plus um, Electro's theme. I thought that shit was fucking Yeah, I, 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 lo- I love Electro's theme. Yeah, see, I didn't know Electro's theme because I have not watched The Amazing Spider-Man 2. 
um, everyone and their mother told me to skip it, so I never. Watched I mean, it. it's. I think it's. Uh, just, just go. There's elements of Sp- the Amazing Spider-Man two that are good, but then there's a lot that are bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um. But I, I other mean, than that, uh, I would, I would say, just you know, just go into it with low expectations, and you might come out of it, you know, enjoying it more than you thought you would. Yeah, because the the like cinematically and like the fights and everything for that movie are mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, but it's just the storytelling and just how they did the like, like I said, their villains, like how they did them. Yeah. I, I I didn't like it. Uh, I think Electro, if he had a better design in mm-hmm. the Spider Man two, if if he had like the design that they did for 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 No Way Home, something like that, I think yeah. it would have been more accepted but yeah. uh the the villains designs and just uh, i think that's that, that's the main thing that the the amazing spider-man 2 that I had a problem with was just the way they did their villains other than that i thought it was a it, it was an okay movie it's not the best spider-man movie but it's it's i don't think it's as horrible as people make it out to be yeah i, I think one of the uh, a big problem people had too is how they made harry osborne the the green goblin yeah and 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 that's the thing too like you'll watch the amazing spider-man too and they introduce norman osborne and he uh, yeah but he he, you know he he's dying from a sickness and he looks like he's turning into a goblin like Mm. i I, like i said i think the movie is worth watching just it's it's not the it's not uh, here's what i say it's better than spider-man 3 okay like (laughs) <laughs> and you know what i didn't mind spider-man 3 so i i i actually am a little like a, a little intrigued now now yeah. i want to watch it, the amazing you, spider-man 2 <laughs> you know, I, I, it's not the best spider-man movie but it's also not the worst in my opinion okay all right that's that's good to know um so anyways he finds flint marco um flint like origin, you know, because we all know at the end of Spider-Man Three, Flint pretty much is not bad anymore. Peter forgives him for shooting Uncle Ben, right? Um, so like he sees Spider-Man, he's like, "Hey, like it's Flint, like remember me?" And Peter's like, "I'm not your Peter, but help me, you know, <laughs> freaking take." <laughs> he's care like, "What of do you mean, Peter?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyways, they find they find Electro as well. Um, he pretty much blasts Electro to the prison. That, that was my favorite fight, minus yeah. the end fight. I like that the, that fight, but just just graphically and cinematically, that fight was just fucking just just crazy. Like yeah, with it was... the, the special effects, and, and I, I enjoyed that fight more than the the Dark Rock fight. Yeah, no, I I can agree to that one. But that, the Dark Rock fight, fight was still was, amazing. Don't get me it was wrong. great. Yeah, like, like I said, like every fight scene in this movie is great. Like it, it's just great. Um, so anyways, they, they get both Flint and they get, you know, Electro back to the, the basement. Um, then they show like a little off scene of Norman going to feast and sees Aunt May. And before he goes to do that, he actually has a little confrontation with, you know, his goblin half when he's looking at the mask and pretty much like the mask is telling him like, Hey, this is a new world where we can, you know, take over. And he's like, no, no, leave me alone. Like, I don't want to do this. And he breaks the mask. 
So we still know that there's some conflict with Norman and the Goblin. And I, I just want to say, too, going off that, um, I just recently rewatched Spider-Man 1, mm. and I absolutely love the, the Goblin outfit. Like, Yeah, well, it, me it, too. It's, yeah. it's just the, the armory, the horror to it. Like, mm-hmm. it's it just whoever did, was the the costume designer for that one fucking gets big point big big brownie points from me is that oh, shit yeah. that I, I, I for that time like early 2000s and uh, both suits like the spider-man and the uh goblin suit freaking iconic dude i mm-hmm. i absolutely love them no i i agree as well like um and if you and if you know like there were like you know projects to see like how they were going to do Goblin in the movie. There was even like this animatronic, like realistic look, you know, uh, comic matching like Goblin that they were going to do. Right. But they ultimately went with the, you know, futuristic type suit, which I loved. I, I thought it was great. Which um, makes sense because, you know, Norma Osborn uh, at that time was trying to create military weapons. Mm-hmm. So the the goblin the the armory goblin suit and the way and the 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 glider too like I feel like the glider is the one thing that's almost a spitting image out of the comics like yes it's it's, it's incredible yeah it is it really is um, so anyways he gets to feast you know sees Aunt May Aunt May calls Peter Peter thinks Aunt May is in trouble but then you pretty much get like the the Norman that's needing help and and he pretty much confirms in the mcu oscorp does not exist and i don't think even norman osborne exists yet or at least has not been no, uh, yeah oscorp doesn't exist in that peter's universe yeah in that peter's universe there's no oscorp because like he says um, he lost his son he doesn't have a he tried to go to his home and home he doesn't have a home anymore so yeah. which is nice is because like it goes to show that character was trying to find places to retreat to but then mm-hmm. he comes to the realization like oh shit like i have nowhere where i belong here exactly and um you know he seeks peter's help because you know deep down norman not the goblin but norman knows that peter helps people so he does go and seek aunt may out he does go and you know gets peter so peter pretty much i mean aunt may as well they pretty much as like you know are all the villains like this do they need help and he's like yeah like they're all decent people who have been through unfortunate events which to get them fun so one thing i was just thinking about you know side note the the, Mm -hmm. the cut you off here right is that that norman was pulled out of his timeline before the thanksgiving dinner Mm -hmm. because when Peter runs into the room, he's like, "You're not Peter," mm-hmm. and but he he hadn't met Aunt May yet in the other universe, so he couldn't recognize that he he wasn't in his own world because he didn't recognize the different Aunt May. So which which means that Goblin was taken before the the Thanksgiving dinner yeah. in um it, or, or, or would it be high school? Because because the the, the graduation, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Not not I'm thinking too deep about it. But either way, that Norman at that current time did not know Aunt May in his own world still. Yes, and um, great great little uh, scene in the basement when they get there too. When he's telling Peter, like you know, when Peter's like, oh, I I, I might 
help you guys. I can, you know, I got a way where we can fix Doc Ock. I, I can fix every one of you guys. Uh, Lizard pretty much tells him, like, careful, because when you try to fix people, it doesn't go right, which obvious foreshadowing. Right. Um, then the, one of the best lines, Norman's like, Peter, I can help too. You know, I'm a pretty good scientist myself. I'm something of a scientist. <laughs> yeah, I'm myself. something of a scientist myself, which, you know, everyone got a kick out of that. Um, but of course, Strange disagrees and wants to send them back to their own universe so they can go and die, pretty much. And Peter, being Peter, doesn't want them to die. He doesn't kill people. Like, he's like, I, I can't just send them back to die. So we get this little instance of Peter and Strange pretty much tussling for this device that Strange is going to use to send them back. Um, then, you know, the fight just ends up going outside and then they get transported to the mirror dimension, which we get one of the more little controversial things uh, <laughs> of the movie. Um, geometry. So like, yeah, pretty much like, you know, Strange is pretty much like just throwing Peter through everything in the mirror dimension. Like he, that fight, that fight was fucking, the, the, the fights in this movie, let me just tell you, progressively get better. Yeah. Because that it, it fight was, was fucking insane to watch too. Oh my God. It, it was so good. Like, but the way, the way that it ended, like, you know, it was, it was a little controversial because like, you know, everything is symmetrical and, you know, with, when it comes to the mirror dimension and Peter figures out like, Hey, I, I know how to do this. We but know that. In that fight, Strange says, this is the mirror dimension where I am in control. Control. Well, let's exactly. my, remind, you, remind you of that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, there, there's a few, you know, a few majority of people or minority of people, whichever you want to look at it, they just didn't like that part. They're like, wait a minute, how the hell did Peter get out of the mirror dimension with math? Just pretty much makes Doctor Strange, you know, look stupid, kind of. And he traps uh, Strange in the mirror dimension. So it's one of those things like, wait, how the hell does that happen? He steals, you know, Strange's portal ring, steals the device, gets back, um, and closes the portal. And um, pretty much gets back, tells the villains like, hey, you know, I want to help you guys. And they're like, well, why? And and MJ kind of cements it like, because that's who he is. Like he helps people. And um, then we get to one of the craziest parts of the movie, um, where Peter and the villains go back to Happy's uh, apartment where they were staying, and Happy kind of kept a fabricator from Stark Industries, where you can pretty much create anything. And Peter's like, I can help you guys by creating the devices that'll fix you like doc ock at first needs the inhibitor chip so he can gain control of the tentacles um obviously he doesn't you know he doesn't believe peter he's he's very aggressive towards him and aunt may and everything um but essentially peter makes it work uh norman helps him make the inhibitor chip um, which is helps him... which is sorry to cut you off but no, it's that kind of like that, that that was one of the issues I had with Doc Ock in this movie is that in Spider-Man 2 it's in clear display that the the arms are in control of him, right? Yes. Yeah. Like he he's doing their bidding. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, it kind of seems like a 50-50 type relationship now. 
Yeah. Which which made no which made no sense to me because they were in complete control of him in the second movie. Yeah. I I can see that being the the case too because it's yeah it kind of seemed that way because the the, if it was if it was Doc Ock in Spider Man two, he would have just kept on throwing hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he wouldn't have hesitated. You know, dude, in Spider Man Two, he kidnaps MJ because, yeah. or, or hold on, Mary Jane. It's Mary Jane. Jane. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. And threatens <laughs> to kill her if he doesn't get Spider Man. And exactly. You know, like it's, it, I don't know. I just Doc Ock. This like I still liked it, but Doc Ock was still felt different from the. It didn't feel like the Spider Man Two Doc Ock fully. Yeah. No, I I can agree with that as well. Um, so basically they, they make the inhibitor chip. It works. Doc gets, you know, his body back pretty much. And he get, he can control, uh, the tentacles, the micro, the nanotech that was on the tentacles at the time, he gives it back to Peter. Peter gains like this new golden spider symbol on his suit. Um, then they continue like they, they pretty much make the device to give to electro, um, uh, again, it'll absorb like the electricity out of his body. Um, Electro doesn't like. Electro is one of those characters where he's like he just didn't trust anybody. He's like, ah, well, you need, no, th- th- that's why you need to watch the Amazing Spider-Man too, because you'll come to understand his character. Yeah, and, because he was a nobody in Amazing yeah. Spider-Man too. He was a nerd. He wor- he he uh, worked in a in a shaft. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was a genius, but like. Nobody would pay attention to him, you know. He would, he, in the in the world's view, he he'd be a weirdo, mm-hmm. you know. So when they um, <clears throat> when they make that device to suck out all the electricity from him, you know, that's when you know when he gets the the powers in the Amazing Spider-Man too. That's when he feels like he becomes something and he becomes somebody, you know. Yeah, and so like he feels like that not the the very thing that made him feel something you know now it's being taken away from him and he's afraid of going back to being a nobody again like i said you yeah. need to definitely sit down and watch the amazing spider-man too i think it's like i said it's it's worth the watch i'll definitely take some time to to you know put aside to watch it because I, I am a little intrigued now plus you know with the rumors of an amazing spider-man 3 happening i, I think it is happening yeah, I think I'm we're gonna, getting we're getting an entire Spider-Man universe movie. Yeah, I think that'll be great. Or um, uh, series, my bad, not move uh, yeah. like movies. So we get this little scene after that because that that kind of planted the seeds that like something was going to go wrong. Um, then we get the we we got a shot of both Norman Osborn and Otto pretty much working on the serum to uh, fix. Norman and Peter and and Peter um and Otto tells him like hey Norman how does it feel like you're gonna be whole again no darker half and I just love the 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 cinematography that they use like they shot it from behind Norman and he's like just me no other half and you can tell right away that that's Goblin talking and you get the best one of the best scenes ever. One of the best uses of the Peter Tingle in the apartment. The moment. Peter... This is the moment when, like, like, and and I think this is like so. No way home's pacing 
Mm-hmm. I think it's one of in, in all movies is one of the most well paced uh, movies ever made. You know, it, it it makes you feel happy when you need to feel happy. You laugh when you need to laugh. You know, it makes you think. But then you get to this part <laughs> where yeah. the entire <laughs> mood, like mood of the movie, changes. Mm-hmm. Um. Then, like you know, everyone's like wondering, like Peter, are you okay? Like, what's what's going on? And you you know, you hear the monotone voices because the Peter Tingle's like taking over the sound pretty much, and he shoots Norman's arm, and it it's literally all out mayhem from there because you get one of the one of the best little like lines in the movie, like you know, like oh, that's a neat trick that Spider Sense you have. And everyone's like, Norman? He's like, Norman's on sabbatical, honey. I, dude, that was one of the best lines. That dude, that, sinister freaking That just goes to show how good of an actor William Dafoe is. It's just oh. like, he, he went from being this, this like scared shell of a man, you know, trying to uh, fix the things that he did. And, and and this is one of my favorite parts of the movie is where, you know, right before that, he's working with Peter to make that chip. Yeah. And then he's like, maybe you can come to my universe and work for Oscorp uh, one day. Yeah, exactly. You know? that, and, I like that. And that's too. a very wholesome moment because uh, you, you know how fucked up uh, the Green Goblin is mm-hmm. and what he's made Norman do. And... um. And, and then from him to switch to to that wholesome uh, feeling uh, human being to going to being the goblin was fucking uh, just very well done. It really is. And then that starts the chain reaction of events like, you know, um, James Jones and Jameson and the news crew show up to the apartment, or at least downstairs. Um, the lizard, it, it, like in the truck, because he stays behind. It's like, oh, here we go. Sun's gonna go down. Chain, chain events like Electro gets all like paranoids, blast through the window. All this stuff happens. Then we get at, to me, in my opinion, the greatest friggin' fight scene in the movie. <laughs> um, Peter and Norman just go at it. Um, like straight, like I, I. And I uh, love don't you that mean, Willem Dafoe. Don't you mean Peter and Goblin? Because Norman's on survival, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter and Goblin just start going at it. And it, dude, and I love that Willem Dafoe told, you know, the, the director and the producers of the movie, like, it, I'll come back as Goblin, but I want to do the fight scenes. Like, I want yeah, he wants to do his own stunts and everything. Yeah. And, Dude just pulled out like I, I've never seen like a fight scene like this. Like when it comes to he was like, just pulls he was out. like created WWE superstar with an overall ninety nine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like the moves that this man was pulling out, you would think that like someone from you know professional wrestling, AW WWE just trained the shit out of him. He's dropping spine busters through freaking power like, bombs. Yeah, power bombs like through floors mind you it wasn't just like through concrete he's going through multiple floors after a freaking like batista bomb and and shit and um oh my god it was the greatest one of the best fight scenes ever um then we we get like you know to pretty much the, the the sad part right like the conclusion of that fight where peter tries to use the serum and for some reason it doesn't work um 
and it's because when Norman was working on the serum, it, it was Goblin, and he made you know serum that wasn't going to work pretty much. Um, then you know the glider comes in and hits Aunt May, and that and pretty much like you know it, it cuts to the scene where he throws the the pumpkin bomb at him when he's about to escape, and then Peter kind of like deflects it, but it still blows up in that area of the building. They make it seem that when Peter is coming through the rubble and sees Aunt May, that Aunt May is okay. Which and was he, a good fake out. It was a good fake out because I was scared. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. But then once she dropped the line, and this is a great MCU version because we never got the line. And it, it almost, for me, it almost made it seem that Uncle Ben in this universe didn't exist, but he did because they mentioned it in the first movie and I, I just didn't realize it. Um, but she gives the famous line with, you know, great power comes great responsibility. And, you know, right then and there, I'm like, oh shit, she's, she's going to die. And it, it happened. Like she, she did die. Um, we get to that point in the movie where Peter just, you know, it's raining. Peter's in front of that screen. James Jonah Jameson is pretty much just, you know, saying Spider-Man's a menace. Like, this is sad. Happy sad because he sees it go down while he's getting arrested. Just ultimately... And Peter's getting shot at. Yeah. He does take a bullet, too. He does. He takes a bullet in the abdomen, which is crazy. Um, and, and, you know, great shot of him, like, in the middle of Times Square in, in front of the big screen watching that new story yeah that was that was a great shot um then we cut to the big part of the movie we cut to ned's kitchen (laughs) where he and mj are sad they have the device that's going to send people back mj is about to hit it and ned realizes that like he can you know he kind of flicks his wrist a little bit and then you see like a little like spark happen and like what the hell did you do and then he's like i just wish we can see peter in this portal opens and you see spider-man and they're calling out to him like peter peter like come on like come come on and then this you know spider-man runs through the portal but it's not you know mc it's not tom holland mcu spider-man you know spoiler alert it's andrew garfield from the amazing spider-man (laughs) spider-man takes off his mask they all start freaking out um you know he tells them like i'm Peter Parker, I'm Spider-Man, but I'm in a different world. <laughs> and it, it's, oh, dude, people just start clapping in my theater. Like, well, you were there too. So, like, people are clapping. People are freaking out. It was one of the greatest moments that happened. Again, it was one of those moments that was pretty much not a very well-kept secret, but it was still kind of like there was still kind of this feeling of doubt that, you know, they weren't going to go this route. But then it's like, nah, they're going to go this route. And then obviously the leaks and, and all of that kind of got out there. But it was still kind of a great moment when he finally showed up. Um, MJ doesn't trust him. She throws bread at him. He, got... <laughs> he crawls on the ceiling and gets the cobweb off for Ned's grandmother. So then, you know, MJ's like, call, call the real Peter. And he's... <laughs> Calls the, you know, tries the portal thing again, but this time they don't even have to call out because who walks through the damn portal right away? 
is Tobey Maguire, OG Spider Man. Like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm I'm gonna walk through this portal, <laughs> and the crowd in our theater just erupts, just goes off. Like, oh my god, it was one of the best things ever. Um, and yeah, they they pretty much like explain like, hey, you know, we're we're in this world, um, and then I. I uh, Toby Maguire Spider Man's like I have this feeling that your friend needs help. And I think it's the interconnect, and and I like that they did this because in the comics, all the Spider Senses and all the Spider Man throughout the universes are all connected through this web, like this interdimensional, interuniversal web. Right, and they're all connected, and and I love this too because in the the comic continuity. There's only one Spider-Man that has organic webs. Everybody else does not have organic webs. And Tobey Maguire is the one that has organic webs. Which is like the, the way, way it should be. The way it should be. Um, he shoots anyways, they pretty much figure out like, hey, you know, we can't find our Peter. And he's like, well, is there a place that you can go? Um you know, is there a place that he would go? And they're like, yeah. So they, they oh, end up going to talk about how him and Andrew Garfield have a web shooting out contest. And Peter, they do that. actually. Yeah. Let's, and, let's and, and, and Toby Maguire's Peter knew to shoot his web shooters. Yep. Like then, to, to be like, yo, I'm the experienced Spider-Man. Like get the fuck out of here. Yep. And then like Andrew Garfield, like looks at him like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You did that. You did that. <laughs> um, but after that happens, and, and I love this, they go to find Peter. Um, you know, MJ and Ned, you know, see him first. They hug him. They cry. Sad, sad moment. Then, like, he kind of sees, you know, from the top of the tower, you know, both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire jump down. And pretty much right away, he tells them, like, you guys should not be here. I'm sorry that I roped you guys into this, like – you know, this is my fault. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to send them back. And, you know, they they had like that heart to heart that all three Peters are pretty much crying at this point. And you feel sad for Andrew Garfield because he tells him right away, like, I lost Gwen. Like, I couldn't save my MJ. And we'll get to that later because that is an amazing moment. But, um, you know, they, they pretty much, you know, Peter tells them, well, Tom Holland tells them, like, right before he died, she said, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, they finished the line for him. And he's like, how do you guys know that? And they're like, well, Uncle Ben said it the day he died. And, you know, they tell him, like, don't end up like us. Or at least Andrew Garfield. Like, you know, I got bitter after Gwen died. Don't end up like me. No, he, uh, Andrew, he stopped holding his punches. Yeah, he stopped pulling his punches. And then um, Toby uh, lived with the regret of killing uh, I mean, technically, he doesn't kill him because the guy trips out yeah, the, the guy trips. No, but he felt that guilt of it. It, it never, he never felt um, vilified for Uncle Ben's murder. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? like he never felt like it was atoned for. Exactly, you know, he felt that guilt with him that entire time. Mm-hmm. So then, um, you know, they pretty much all agree that they need to fix this and that, you know, they need to find these villains and cure them. Um, they end up at the lab at the high school to, you know, pretty much create these devices and the serum to cure everybody. 
Um, so in a great moment there, like they're, they're pretty much, well, obviously Ned kind of asked him like, oh, do you have a guy in the chair back at home? And Toby's like, yeah, I have a best friend. Um, he died in my arms because he tried I'm to kill dumb. me. Yeah. <laughs> and Ned's like, oh, shit. And then, you know, obviously Andrew Garfield had the same thing. Like Harry was the Green Goblin. So, <laughs> um, Like Tom Holland tells Ned, hey, can you run a diagnostic on this? And pretty much he tells him like, yeah, and I promise I won't be a supervillain and kill you. <laughs> Um, great moment in the lab too because they start to talk about the web situation like with uh, Toby Maguire and he's like like oh what do, what do you guys need that for like you know the web cartridges because I can just shoot webs and they're like oh my god but then they don't talk about it till later on <laughs> um, we do get the pointing meme in the lab too because ned calls peter and all three peters kind of like yeah yeah what's going on no peter and they're like we are peter and then they're like pointing at each other <laughs> which was great um then we get that little like little heart to heart with toby and andrew when he's like hey don't give up like me and mj made it work in my world like it's complicated but we make it work and you know it's, it's a cool moment but then we get to the final act in the movie where they're at the Statue of Liberty, the new Statue of Liberty, by the way, because in the MCU, they're putting, you know, a Captain America shield on her where she's holding her torch, which is something um, from what I, I can't remember. I think I watched something on YouTube where they actually do modify like monuments in comics. So that's nothing that's out of the ordinary. I just thought it was yeah. a little weird that they did that. Um, but yeah, they, they pretty much go They're They're setting the devices up to try and, you know, lure the villains. Um, you know, Tom Holland tells James Jonah Jameson, he calls into the show and says like, we're, we're going to be at the statue of Liberty. Like, you know, I'm going to fix this. And while they're there, <laughs> they're having like, the, you know, we have the, the moment where Toby's back acts up. And Andrew Garfield's like, hey, do you want me to crack your back? And we got that little moment where he picks him up and cracks his back for him. Um, they talk about Toby's web situation, which was the funniest thing, because Toby thought they were making fun of him. And they're like, no, 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 we just can't do that. And we just want to know, like, how your web situation works. <laughs> and he's like, I, I, I don't know. Can you shoot it from anywhere else? Like... <laughs> yeah, can you shoot it from anywhere else? It was the funniest thing. And then I, I like this moment. Because they do kind of acknowledge, and, and it's, you know, and, and I feel bad because they, they do kind of acknowledge that um, and, and people didn't like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies. Not him, but the movies. And, like, you know, when they're talking about the villains, and it's like, oh, well, I fought an alien in space. He goes, oh, I fought a, a blue, uh, I mean, a black alien blob. And Andrew Garfield's like, well, I'm lame. I fought a, you know, a Russian guy in a rhinoceros suit. <laughs> And he's like, I'm lame compared to you guys. And then no, you're not kind lame. Of... no, you're not lame. No, I'm lame. No, you're not lame. You're amazing. Yeah. And they <laughs> drop that little reassuring wink, wink, like, no, you're amazing. Stop that self-talk. Say it yourself. Say that you're amazing. Say you're amazing. And he's like, no, 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 I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But um, <laughs> that was a great moment. And that's pretty much where the fight starts. Um, Electro shows up with uh, Sandman. And pretty much we get we get rolling. Like all three Spider-Man are on screen. Like they're 
they're going at it. They're trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to get these villains roped up so they can cure them pretty much. Um, it, it doesn't start well for them. Like they're not really communicating. They're pretty much like bumping into each other or kind of like, you know, just not getting the job done. They're, they're not going after each individual target like one by one. Um, then we get this little, I mean, the lizard shows up. We get this moment where, um, what was it? Like, we, we get the moment where they all meet up because they can't, you know, get the job done. They're, they're, not, they're not used to working in a team. Exactly. And then, and then you know, Tom, Tom Holland's like, like <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have, I've been in a team. I was in, I don't mean to brag, but I was in the Avengers. You were in the Avengers? Yeah. What is that? A band? Yeah. <laughs> Are you in a no, band? Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, wait, you don't have the Avengers? <laughs> Which was great. But then he tells him, he goes, no, 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 no. Trust your Peter Tingle. We're going to go after a target one, you know, one after one. Listen to Peter one. I'm Peter one. You know, Toby's Peter two. And then he doesn't even have to say Andrew Garfield's Peter three. He just puts his arms up. He's like, Peter three. <laughs> and they get one of the best, like, cinematic moments in history. All three Spider-Man just freaking, you know, wooing, flying through the Statue of Liberty all webbing together and then just perch all three of them in their respective poses yeah, for each one of their yeah, movies. Yeah, the Toby's lands first and Andrews, then uh Tom's. Then Tom's. And then it, it was just a great moment. And um from that point forward we get the big, you know, fight scene. They all start to go uh Flint, I think is the first one that they all go after. Yes. And um you know they they're all going after Flint. Um so what happens is they, they do successfully get to Flint first. Like, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a battle because they get split up. Like a- Andrew starts fighting Lizard and, you know, Toby's fighting um, Electro for a little bit. But then they, they switch and um, pretty much they get, you know, they get to Flint first and Flint gets cured after Toby's about to get like suffocated by the sand. We get this moment, though, where MJ is about to fall off of... Um, was it was it when I might be mixing it up, but was it when Gallman shows up or no? Nope. Okay, no. So I think I think it's when um no, no, yes, it is. yes it is. Oh okay. So yeah, anyway, because, so before... because uh, Tom Holland uh goes to catch her and Goblin uh catches uh picks him off. Okay, okay, yes, because what happens is right after Sandman they save Sandman Flint, um they actually get the lizard to bite down on the um, serum, like, well, his serum pretty much, and he turns back to... Well, they um, save all three of them before Goblin even shows up. Yes, yes. So what happens is, after that, um, Electro pretty much um, has Andrew Garfield, like, pinned with his electricity, but then Otto shows up, acts like he's bad, takes the, the device or whatever, and just kind of puts it right on Electro, and, you know, shows that he's going to help them out and work with them. Um then again, one of the best moments, like we get um, Toby Maguire's Peter showing up to see Otto Octavius, and he's like, "Oh my God, it's so great to see you! Like, how have you been? All this because they love Otto loved uh, Peter because he was a genius. Movie. You know, he's a he, genius. And he was lazy. Mm-hmm. And then you know, one of the lines that he dropped in Amazing Spider-Man too. He's like, uh, he goes, "I'll try to be better." And then what? What does he say in this movie? He goes, "I'm trying to be better," <laughs> which is a great moment. Then, um, Doctor Strange shows up 
says I've been falling in the Grand Canyon for like twelve hours. Well, that, that was so that's part of the part where you uh, jumped around is uh, it was because they were being chased by the lizard. Yep. Yep. And uh, they they were like, oh, toss the cube somewhere, and Ned opens up the cube to the Grand Canyon, and there's a, and then that's when Strange comes in, and then he he's gonna hit the button, but they convince him not to because they show him that Peter's curing all of them, and he looks over and sees uh him when he cured uh, the lizard. Exactly, and um. They pretty much all three Spider-Man and Strange are at the top of the Statue of Liberty. They're talking. He's like, listen, I'm, I'm impressed of what you were able to do, but we got to stop this now. And um, what happens is Goblin shows up. He's like, can the Spider-Man come out to play? And shows up. We don't realize it because, like, you know, um, he throws blades at them, but Doc kind of deflects them with his tentacle. One of his tentacles get cut off. Um but then, you know, out of nowhere, you see that there's a pumpkin bomb lodged into the device that's going to send him back, and it explodes, and the spell explodes with it, and you see the cracks in reality form. But as that explosion happens, we get uh, Tom Holland's MJ, uh, Michelle Jones, falling. And again, it's a parallel to when Gwen falls in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and we're like, holy crap, so Tom is the first one that jumps down to try to save her. But then Goblin's glider like pushes him out of the way and everyone's holy crap, she's going to die. But what happens, we get the redemption that everyone wanted. We get Andrew Garfield diving down and he learns from his past mistake where he tried to use the web to save uh, Gwen. He freaking dove down, grabbed MJ and then webbed, um, well not webbed, but kind of like landed to like you know break the fall and it was just a, a great moment because he's like you know saves her and asks her if she's okay and she's like yeah and then he starts to you know tear up because you know he you know he wishes he would have done that with with Gwen and saved Gwen and it's just one of those heartwarming mo- moments even like people in the theater were just like oh this is awesome like they started clapping it was it was such a great moment um then you know, we, we get, obviously, the final con- confrontation. Like, you know, Strange is busy trying to patch up the cracks in reality. Um, then, you know, Peter and, and, and the other two Peters, they want to, you know, go after uh, Goblin. And, you know, it ends up to where, like, you know, the shield falls off the Statue of Liberty. So the, the final fight pretty much is set on the shield with Tom Holland's Peter and Green Goblin. And Goblin is just, like, they're laying into each other again with the, the wrestling move, power bombs, all, all, like, crazy stuff. The mind games from the Goblin telling him, like, you know, you killed uh, Aunt May. Like, I'm the one that landed the blow, but you killed her type of deal. Um, then Peter pretty much subdues, like, you know, Goblin, and he's about to kill him, like, with the, you know, with the glider. And the other two Peters are looking at it like, oh, shit, we're going to have to, you know, intervene. And then Toby's Peter pretty much stops Tom from stabbing and impaling um, Goblin. Which, if you notice, when he's fighting Goblin, he's doing uh, he's doing everything that the other two warned him about. Exactly. You know, he, he's starting to hold – he's not holding his punches. 
he's gonna um and and like you say he's he's going for the kill. But that's yeah. the only part that you really don't see is because obviously if 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 Peter had uh killed him, um you know, we will never see if he lives with that regret or not. Definitely. But yeah, definitely. Which will, the, the the whole reasoning for that moment specific to happen is for one of the post credit scenes that happens to, exactly. to open up for for that yeah. it's showing that he has a dark hat now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, of course that all gets exploited um, you know, in comic continuity and in past movies. But when it comes to that moment, again, one of the scariest moments happens, you know, Goblin stabs Toby, Toby Maguire's Peter. And, you know, I, I'm like, oh my God, I, I went into the movie thinking that one of the Peters was going to die. That was my whole thing. And when that moment happened, I'm like, oh crap, they're going to kill off Toby. Like, oh my God. <laughs> but, you know, ends up, he's going to be he's, okay. He's been stabbed before. Yeah, he he tells Andrew Garfield, he's like, you're in a lot of pain, honey. He's like, yeah, I've been stabbed before. I'm going to be okay. But then, um, you know, Tom Holland's Peter, uh, well, Andrew Garfield tosses the serum to Tom, and then Tom Holland, you know, pretty much stabs Goblin with it, and Goblin pretty much is saved. He's back to Norman. He's like, what have I done? And, you know, they save him. So after that's happening, you know, like he, he's telling the Peters, like, you guys okay, okay, whatever. Um, Strange is still trying to patch up the universe. You see, and this is one of the like greatest shots too, because you know when the cracks are happening, you can see other villains from you know Spider-Man universes that are almost coming, or at least they're silhouettes. Like you see Craven the Hunter, you see Black Cat, you see Rhino, you know, and uh, along with a, a bunch of others. I think uh, one uh, one YouTube breakdown video I saw said that you saw Madam Spider in it too, and um, it was it was a great like little Easter egg that they added in there as well. Like, hey, like look at these villains that could potentially cross over. Yeah. Um, you know, Peter goes up to tell Strange, like, you know, can we just do the the spell all over again? He's like, you know, no, we can't do it. It's not going to work. Like, you know, and he's like, well, what if everybody forgets I'm Peter Parker? And he's like, and I love this part because Strange acts like he doesn't love Peter. But then he tells him, he's like, you know, like, you know, we won't remember you. The people that love you won't remember you anymore. And that right there, like, solidifies, like, all right, Doctor Strange loves him. He's a kid. Like, you know, everyone loves (laughs) Spider-Man. But yeah, he's like, that'll work. But everyone's going to forget that you're Peter. And, you know, he accepts it. And and again, it goes and. And you and I talked about this before. This felt almost like an origin story for the MCU's Peter Parker. Yeah, um, he's going to be out of high school. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. this is now he's going to be adult Spider-Man. Exactly. You know, that, that's what this is setting him up to do. He's he's going to live in a world where nobody knows him. He has no friends that he can turn to. His mm-hmm. aunt just fucking died. You know, yeah, so well. it, but. But but that's the thing. They're going to forget about Peter Parker, but people will still know who Spider-Man is. Exactly. And, um, you know, he, he agrees to it. And Strange is like, see a kid. Like, it's nice knowing you. And he goes and tells MJ and Ned. And, oh, my God. I, I Well, one, I was sad. My eyes were, like, teary. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
one of the best themes of the movie too like that whole like theme song that was happening when he was telling them like you know you're gonna forget the entire the entire theatrical score was great yeah like the movie was well paced with the fights and the like I said, with making you feel happy when you need to feel happy, sad when you need to feel sad, mm-hmm. hyped when you needed to feel hyped, you know, and the music, you know, you know me, I'm a, I'm a big fan of OSTs and musical scoring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you send me at least one every day and I love at, it. At least, <laughs> at least one. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, if music is a whole part, uh, you know, you can put as much like special effects on the screen you know, and all the badass motherfuckers and everything, but like the music is is equal an equally important art form in that type of genre in in, in that scenario. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I I think you know Spider Man No Way Home as a whole is just even if it like wasn't an MCU movie and it was just a, a like a Spider Man one two and three, I think as a movie by itself, it's gonna go down as one of the best movies ever made yeah i i agree and it, it really did like it, it made a crap ton of money worldwide even in this and you would i could even imagine because like it was uh what is it in like the top like it i think it's almost beating out avatar right like oh i don't know something like i, I don't know I, I read something like that uh the other day but like if you think about it if this pandemic era wasn't happening like it, it would probably be one of the highest grossing movies i mean there already is one of the highest grossing movies of all time but it would have you know done even more like beat out like um you know infinity war endgame i think endgame was the the top one and again this felt like because of the other spider-man appearing in the movie it felt like the endgame of spider-man movie so you know the world it didn't care about the pandemic they're like no we're gonna go watch this damn movie like this is a movie that who you want to see and it, it was great to see everyone back in the theater like that. I haven't seen it in, in two years uh, since yeah, this whole crap started. I don't remember the I last movie. Uh, I think it might have been Endgame, actually. Yeah, I think Endgame was the last one where, like, the world culminantly, like, came together and we're like, yeah, this is a great friggin' movie experience. And this was, th- we were back to that with this movie. And I'm glad that it was a Spider-Man movie that brought people back to the theater, pretty much saved, you know, cinema, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get we get him saying goodbye to MJ and Ned saying like I'll come find you. Don't worry about it. And then MJ tells him that she loves him. And he's about to say it back, but she's like don't tell me, tell me when you find me. Then he goes and says bye to, you know, Peter and, you know, the other two Peters. And he's like guys like, you know, thank you so much. Like he he goes like I can't thank you enough. And they, they, because he keeps saying it, and they both are like, oh, Peter, Peter, we, we know, we know, like, you're good, you're good. <laughs> and, um, you know, everyone goes back to their respective universes after Strange, you know, successfully gets the spell to go. And, you know, we, we pretty much fade, not fade to black, but fade white. <laughs> and, you know, it's every, you know, we live in a world where nobody knows who Peter Parker is. Uh, we get the first. Uh, newscast from James Jonah Jameson pretty much saying like well if Spider-Man was a true hero like he'd take his mask off and tell us who he is because no one knows anymore Um, then we get to Peter you know walking down the street going to visit MJ at her job 
you know, because he promised that he was going to come find her. But when he gets there, you know, he pauses, you know, he hesitates to talk to her and stuff like, hey, I'm Peter Parker. And then he sees Ned there and it looks like that they both made it into MIT. Yeah. And Peter being Peter, the, the Peter that we all know from the comics and, you know, the old movies, he he lets them be. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to yeah, live but what was the, life. There's one key, small detail that you're forgetting on why he decided to leave it be. Well, he does He does see that He's, um, MJ still has the broken Black Dahlia necklace. And the scar. And the scar. Because he's like, how'd you get that scar? Well, like, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, it's, it's good. It's just a, you know, just a scratch, pretty much. And, you know, again, he doesn't want to put her in harm's way. And, you know, he thinks better of it because, like, you know, the people he loves are going to get hurt. And that's one thing that, you know, Peter Parker in any form of media, comics, old movies, cartoons, what happens to everyone he loves? They all get in danger. Aunt May almost dies uh, by Kingpin in one of the comic stories. Um, Like, his Kingpin hires somebody. Hobgoblin kills her in one story. Exactly. Like, you know, Gwen dies like that. Well, that's one thing that's an absolute like Gwen dies. Uh, Not if you're thinking about Spider-Gwen, but Gwen actually, you know, Gwen actually dies. Like that's an absolute (laughs) thing that happens in the the original Spider-Man continuity, at least before MJ becomes a thing. And yeah, then we get to the end where he gets an apartment um, he does not have the Stark suit anymore because it's pretty much broken at this point. So he makes a, a brand new suit that's pretty much OG Spider-Man suit. Um, and I like that he took aspects from Toby's suit and Andrew Garfield's suit to make this new suit. Yeah. Because like it's more of like a metallic looking type of suit. And I really like the way that he, he made it. And uh, it's Christmas time. <laughs> Or at least wintertime, where, like, you know, he's li- listening to the police radio. He keeps the, the Lego Darth Sidious figure that Ned has, and he keeps a, um, what does he keep from from MJ? He kept something as a keepsake for MJ, but I forgot what it was now. Um, but, yeah, he goes out the window, and he's going to save the day. He's swinging through, um, you know, he's swinging through New York while it's snowing. One thing I like that they put, because this is happening around, or at least overlapping around where Hawkeye's happening, is that uh, Rogers the Musical, like, sign is, like, oh, yeah. right there. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so this is kind of, and this is where people thought that Peter was going to be in Hawkeye. Like, or at least people were hoping that Peter showed up in Hawkeye, because this ends, this movie ends around the time Hawkeye was finishing as well or at least starting right um but yeah we we get that to a close and people stood up started clapping it it was just an amazing amazing spider-man movie an amazing marvel movie uh i still think it's an amazing movie as whole in general in general this is what a great movie it was like it was just Awesome. Like, um, I, I still to this day say it that Willem Dafoe is probably one of the best, or if not the best, MCU villain <laughs> at this point in a solo movie. Like, he's just absolutely he took the oh character and just elevated it. Yeah, and he, and he said it in an interview before the movie came out. He's like, 
he's like, I'm not going to say anything. All I'm going to say is Goblin's back, but this time it's personal. And it's like, like, damn, <laughs> he wasn't lying pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, you know, we we get to what everyone waits for at the end of every freaking Marvel movie. We get to the first post credit scene, which was hilarious. <laughs> we cut to who else but Eddie Brock from the Sony Venom movie. Because if you watch, you know, Let There Be Carnage, at the end of it, he gets transported to the MCU. And it makes sense because all the villains who know Peter Parker is Spider-Man gets transported. But before people say, well, wait a minute, how does Eddie Brock know who Peter is? At the end of Carnage, he's, you know, Venom's explaining to him that he's part of a hive mind that has knowledge throughout multiple universes. And, you know, that he can't comprehend how much knowledge that these Venom symbiotes have throughout the universes. So as soon as they get transported to that universe, Venom recognizes Peter. Right. So, so like, he's like, oh, that guy, like, you know, he looks at TV screen. So it... And this post-credit scene, he's at a Mexican bar, you know, tell you know, talking to the bartender about Thanos. He's like, oh, he, you know, like this guy collected rocks, and he's like, this, this like you know, this aliens don't like rocks; they eat people. <laughs> like, it's the one of the funniest scenes. And the bartender's like, "Senor, like they, he took my family for five years," <laughs> and um, you hear Venom like. Eddie, we're drunk. <laughs> it's just the funniest thing ever. But then, because this is happening at the same time, all the villains are getting transported back. Eddie Brock and Venom go back to their universe. So pretty much Venom, or at least um, Tom Hardy's Venom, just or Eddie Brock just shows up in the MCU for like a day or two and then just goes back. Like just pretty much dips in, dips out. But one thing they show is that a piece of the Venom symbiote stays behind and that sets up you know what's going to come next in the mcu for you know tom holland's peter parker which i can't wait to see what they do with venom in the mcu yeah Yeah. Um, i'm very interested because you know kevin feige and whoever's going to direct it it's it's going to be not like the venom movies it's going to be its own spin on it and it's going to be amazing i I think it's going to be great um then we get to the second uh, post credit scene, which is probably one of the. It wasn't really a post credit scene. It was pretty much a trailer. Which, um, if you haven't seen it at this point, then because it's yeah, out there, it's on the internet. You can see it. Yeah, you can Marvel look it up. Marvel, it out there. Yeah, they literally like a couple of days after Spidey mm-hmm. came out, they put the they officially put the trailer out, and um, pretty much a trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Confirms that that little floating apparatus at the end of WandaVision that was going down to her cottage that she was in is Doctor Strange because he goes and visits her um, because he needs her help um, about, you know, about fixing the multiverse pretty much. And again, like they kind of insinuate that Strange broke the the universe because he's like, I never meant for this to happen and all this. But I think that's kind of a fake out. Because again, all this connects to what happened in Loki. Like everybody right. has to, you have to look back. Like Loki broke the multiverse, and it was by design by you know King the Conqueror. It was by design. Like this was supposed to happen. The universe was supposed to break. Strange's. I mean, they're probably making it seem like it's Strange's fault with this whole spell thing, but it's not the case. And it just looks like 
it's going to be all out mayhem. They're introducing America Chavez, which was supposed to be in the Spider-Man movie in No Way Home. She was the one that was supposed to bring the other two Peters to this universe to help Peter. But I guess, I I don't know, I guess because of too much star power, they ended up just giving Ned magic instead. (laughs) And I mean, it was still fine. At least I I know a lot of people were like, well, Ned's not magic and all this. But I I, I guess the way they explain it, like people can just take that portal ring and make portals. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah, and we got that amazing trailer, which I am so hyped for the multiverse of madness that's going to be we 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 got a shot of shuma gorath which is oh my god one of the best strange villains ever uh we got baron mordo back because you know he teased that he was going to be a villain um well he is a villain if you know who baron mordo is then um we get the reveal of uh strange supreme which if you haven't watched marvel's what if we already get a version of strange supreme in that which I also kind of think that what if is connected as well when it comes to the multiverse. I think so, it is. Yeah. So that's, if you haven't watched and I know a lot of people are off put by it because it's a cartoon, but again, if, if the star Wars animated universe doesn't tell you that it's, you know, all this stuff is connected. Marvel's animated universe is connected. So please watch what if, cause it's, it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that was pretty much like how I felt about the movie. I thought it was amazing. Going back to at least my gripe with the movie, Jordan, because you knew I was going to bring this up. <laughs> um, how the hell does Electro know Peter is Spider-Man? Because I, again, I never watched The Amazing Spider-Man, so I didn't know this until you mentioned it. You're like, well, how does like Electro know this? Because he doesn't ever find out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And and I think like it goes back to what you said with Doctor Strange didn't know what's happening where he's like, well, all the people who know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man is showing up. And, right. and I think that's what he theorized, like, hey, they're showing up because they know they know that a Peter Parker is Spider-Man. But right. Electro never found out because again when when Andrew Garfield and we left this part out, he takes off his mask when he sees him, uh, when he sees Max and, you know, he's like, Oh my God, you're just a, you're a kid. And he goes, I thought you'd be black. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, he's like, Oh, don't worry. I'm sure there's a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. Wink, wink. <laughs> but, you know, cause we're definitely going to get a Miles Morales movie down the line, which, you know, if you haven't watched, you know, into the Spider-Verse or, you know, across the Spider-Verse, which is coming out, one of the best Spider-Man movies ever made. Um, that's going to be great. But yeah, that, that was probably like the, the plot hole that I, the, like the problem I had with it. Um, but again, going back to what you're saying, like Dr. Strange probably just did not know then that makes a little bit more sense. Um, one of the things I theorize, which I think is hilarious, because the the internet brought this up, and I think it's one of the best coincidences in the internet. If you go back to the first Spider-Man movie, where um, Norman is like pinned against the wall, and he sends the glider behind Peter, but Peter does like the the backflip, and you know, right before the glider's about to stab Norman, you see his face, they close up on his face and he's like, oh, and then gets shot 
I mean, well, not shot. He gets stabbed. And the internet's like, what if when Norman got sent back, it was at the moment where the glider's about to stab him, and he's like, oh, and still dies. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. That yeah. makes so much sense. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Um. Oh, it was it was so good. It, it was just it was that that theory is so good. Um, but also like, you know, I, I think that was my only gripe about the movie, like the the whole Max knowing who Spider Man was. But uh, again, it makes more sense when you throw out your theory, like, hey, it's probably because Strange doesn't know, and he doesn't. He doesn't know. He doesn't know anything about the multiverse, pretty much. Like he well, doesn't since, know yeah, since he's hasn't been the Sorcerer Supreme supreme anymore you know mm-hmm. he probably doesn't have he's not allowed to as much uh maybe like knowledge or um or what's, what's what's the word i'm looking for he's not allowed uh access uh um to those type of resources to know what's going on in the multiverse mm-hmm. definitely and you know, I, I guess where do we go from here? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we got Venom coming in. Uh, Sony's doing their own Spider Verse thing when it comes to like villains. Like, we have the Morbius movie coming out, which people, I, I think it was a fake out in the trailer where they showed Toby Spider Man. Um, I'm all, it's, it's, uh, Andrews. Yeah, I, I'm. 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 I'm at least going to come out and say that I think it's Andrew Garfield's uh, universe where all this is taking place like Venom uh, or Morbius. Now we're getting a uh, Craven the Hunter movie with uh, Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson who played Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. He's going to be uh, Craven the Hunter, which I don't know how that's going to go, but we'll see how that plays out. But I, I think, and also the, the big rumors, the really big rumors that um, – you know, Andrew Garfield's going to get to do Spidey again in Spider-Man 3. Like, he got his redemption, in no, which I'm glad he did, um, in No Way Home. Because he did get a lot of slander and hate for how bad the the Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man movies were. I didn't mind the first one. I watched it. It wasn't great by any means, but it wasn't, you know, terrible. Like, people right. put it out there. I know that people thought Amazing Spider-Man 2 was absolutely terrible. Um, people didn't really like the fact that Electro was blue. Um, and then the whole teasing of Rhino, but I guess Rhino was only like, what, like a, a one-minute scene or something? <laughs> he's like in the beginning of the movie, and then he's in the end. So ah, okay. Uh, okay. But I, I still think they're worth the, the I still think it's worth a watch. Like I said, it's not yeah. – it, it's – I think that, like I said, where they went wrong is the villains, you know, and yeah. uh, and just some of the, the the writing wasn't good. But like I said, the fights, like cinem- like cinematically and special effects wise, like the fights in that movie are are great. You know, all the fights with uh, Electro are are great, and uh, the fight with goblin it at the end it is what it is and mm-hmm. uh you know they i think they do the death of gwen stacy yeah just well you know yeah. and um 
if if they hadn't uh, cut corners, you know, the yeah. that movie would have been better. But like you said, they went right to Harry Osborn as Spring Goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like what the hell? Like it's yeah. But <laughs> yeah. you can't talk uh, uh, Willem Dafoe's Goblin. You know, mm-hmm. and the yeah, Goblin yeah. and the Amazing Spider-Man Two proves that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and just just some of the directions they took with the movie like, like I said it's not a bad movie it's not a great movie but I think it's fine for what it is when you watch it and you go in with low expectations I, it's, I, I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be like mm-hmm. I think it's more bad than good but I still enjoy it. Yeah. Any anything you would like to add about No Way Home, like your gripe or, or theory with what comes next? Um, so I'm really interested to see with how they're gonna play with uh, Venom, because you know Venom feeds off of uh, your hatred and your anger, and you know, you know, with Green Goblin not being around who the fuck is Peter going to want to fucking beat the shit out of to the point where he puts the black suit on, you know, because that's what the black suit does or from, from my knowledge, you know, it's obviously it enhances his abilities, but it feeds off his, like you said, his, his dark side. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested in who they introduce to see who pushes him uh, over the edge at that point. Yeah. Like, Maybe they're going to do something with MJ again. Maybe they're going to do something with Ned. I don't yeah. know. Um, did, did I... Like, any any problems with No Way Home? Other than, like, you know, at the beginning of the Doc Ock fight, you know, where it seems like he's as much in control of the arms as the arms are in control of him. Yeah. Uh... Because I think regardless, like, I don't think, the like, before the nanosuits take over, I think he would have um, regardlessly attempted to kill him again, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, that was what made Doc Ock great in, the, uh, in Spider-Man 2, is the yeah. fact that, you know, he was just this, he was a savage brute who didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> What else is there? Um, I really didn't care for Lizard, you know, but I think that's just because nobody really cared for Lizard. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I'm like, that's kind of a yeah, but, that, but that's the thing. They knew nobody was going to care for Lizard. Mm-hmm. So they did him. They I, His role is what it was for, you know? Yeah. yeah he, he, exactly. was he was there when he needed to be there. And um, what, what, what else was there? Um, I I didn't have a whole lot of gripes with the movie. Yeah. Um, no, me me either. The the only thing again was the whole you know Max knowing who Peter was and he didn't and like why is he there in the first place? But again, it goes to show that Strange is you know chalking it up to the spell being ruined, how the villains got in, but he doesn't know that Loki messed the universe up. So that that is a good explanation of why he can be there. 
you know, I just I just enjoyed the movie for for what it was. You know, I didn't. Oh yeah, of course. Like, of I, course. Like, I'm not a heavy comic book reader. I know the things that I know. Like, yeah. I know people had the issues with, uh, you know, the the mirror dimension fight. You know, yeah. which which I get to each his own because there's people that know. And yes, Doctor Strange is supposed to be this all is supposed to be this all great powerful being and everything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this it this is like I like, like I said, I go into it, like this is this is a movie. Yeah. Like, and yeah. this the the MCU has never followed code to the correct to the comics correctly. Yeah, they take you know, the source material and then they, you know, they twist it and turn it to what, you know, they think you know their vision is, and and I do like it. It works for the MCU. Exactly. The MCU... So if 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 Peter can figure out, like he's like, oh, the mirror dimension is like you said. Um, uh, what was it? How you said it? It's uh, geometry. Yeah, he he figured it out. You know, mm-hmm. it good good on him to figure it out. You know, like I thought that was impressive, and I didn't think anything less of Strange on it. Yeah, you know? no, of course. Like, yeah, I didn't think I didn't think that made Strange look weak or not. Just Peter figured it out you know mm-hmm. uh, he, peter's the people forget peter parker is a fucking a genius like he's smart you know yeah. it's so like uh, good for him to figure it out on how to be strange in that moment you know that that's how i looked at it but at the same time i know there's people who are fans of dr strange and they have their gripes with it which is fine mm-hmm. yeah exactly his own so um other than that i have I, no, I don't think I had any real issues. I'm just really interested to see where the next three movies go. Yeah, same here. I'm I'm pretty excited. I know there's been conflicting reports that he's going to do three more movies. There's been reports that he's not going to do three more movies. And then he's come out and said that he's not going to be it. But then now he's coming out and saying, like, who knows? Maybe I might come back and do it. So, like, it's it's one of those things. I'm leaning towards he's going to – like, he is Spider-Man. At this point, he's Spider-Man. He's I think do... I think that they're trying to figure out where they're going to go with it. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Like they have to figure out where they're going to go with it first. Um, besides the rumor that, well, at least almost a confirmation that Andrew Garfield's going to get his Spider-Man three. Um, there is huge rumors that Toby is not done being Peter; that he may show up in Multiverse of Madness. Um, I don't even I don't even want to go down the rabbit hole of what may happen in Multiverse of Madness because the rumors are running rampant because they're like if you thought the cameos in Spider Man were great, wait till Doctor Strange two comes out because I'm hearing Tom, so many rumors. Tom Cruise as Iron Man. Yeah, Tom Cruise is Iron Man. Uh, the X Men are going to show up. Um, they don't. Well, you know, was, um, uh, Hugh Jackman and. Um... What's his name are confirmed to be in the movie? Yeah, like um, Professor uh, X. Yeah, Professor X. Then they're saying that that's how they're going to introduce Deadpool is in the multiverse of madness. So Yo, that'd be hilarious. It would be hilarious. So they're they're the rumors are going off about that movie. So that's I, I can't wait for that. And you already know um, if there's going to be a Deadpool cameo, it's going to be the most fucked up like thing that we're gonna that that they're going to intrude on. He's going to be doing something fucking. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious and cringeworthy yep I, I can't wait I can't wait if that's gonna happen and he did con- I, I, I mean as as far as I know I think he convinced Disney that Deadpool's gonna stay R-rated anyway so 
you know, that's that's going to be great when that eventually comes out. But um, yeah, like I, again, the spoiler cast for Spider Man went down. Um, before I, I start to wrap up here, I do want to just point out some good news because of how great last episodes uh, did. When it came to the anime stuff, we did get ambassador ads already unlocked them on Anchor. So you guys may start hearing some ads here and there soon. And we were, you know, we can earn some money with this. And we're glad that we can bring our podcast out to people. And I'm glad I can bring Jordan on as my co-host. You know, I'm going to invest more time and, you know, effort into this to get the sound quality a little bit better. We'll get some equipment. You know, me and Jordan can meet up when there's not storms outside or when there's not a pandemic happening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, we'll, it'll get better. And, and, you know, we'll definitely have an episode next month, um, whether it be gaming related or entertainment related, not yet, but we'll, we'll be sure to bring out the content to you next month on time. So, (laughs) but uh, yeah, so um I would I would say this would be the end of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, Jordan, thank you, thank you so much. Definitely. Jordan, thank you for you know working with this whole remote thing. I didn't know how it was gonna work. I'm glad I was able to figure it out. Hey, man, still... you, told, you told me what to do, and freaking we we got it cooking. We we pushed yeah, it back for too long and we weren't gonna let it stop us this time. Exactly. I wasn't gonna make it be a, like a two month span, you know what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> absolutely bro. Definitely. Well, I'm again, I'm glad, uh, again, I'm glad to have, you know, my brother pretty much, you know, be my co-host on my podcast and, you know, it's only, thank you for allowing me to join, you know? Yeah, dude. And and again, it's gonna, it's gonna get better from here. So thank you guys so much. Go, if you haven't watched Spider-Man No Way Home, you're living under a rock. So go and watch that damn movie. Um, Catch up on all the other shows. Next movie, that's going to be great. Three hour movie, The Batman. Me and Jordan are going to be there day one. I can't wait. <laughs> that Riddler theme. I can't wait. That, yeah, dude, that Riddler theme you sent me the other day was nuts. <laughs> like, it, it's going to be great. I, I can't wait. Um, but yeah, again, thank you guys so much for joining us this month for 10th Inning Gaming. Uh, we'll, we'll have some more news out for you um, pretty shortly. Like, you know, we'll be, uh, I'm probably going to make a social media page for us to do. Um, oh, I'm going to plug my Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash heavy Don. Go and watch me. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So again, Jordan, thank you. Guys, thank you for listening. We'll see you all next month. Later, guys. Have a good night. Later.